Initializing recap. But I have used my power to put an embargo on any bounty hunting to take place on Surth for the next 24 hours. I feel like I'm the only one that doesn't put Captain Benson on a fucking pedestal here. I feel like everyone's so busy worshipping the man and the ground he walks upon. We don't think about the fact that he fucking abandoned us. No one thinks about that. Everyone's just like, oh, great captain, he saved the day. But no, he left us when we needed him. Um, so, like, what's happening back there? Jenny's loading in. Considering I'm unemployed and you have a tavern without an entertainer, I was thinking I'd come along. We were already framed, so trust running at low. She leans forward and says, I understand your position. I understand the trust issues. I I absolutely get it, but I 100% have your back, and I know that you are innocent. This is a big ask, but if you come to Therum and plead your case in front of the council, I will represent you, and you launch into orbit of Therum, the capital of Castle Mall, as these four Archon mechs begin guiding you into entry on Therum. Recap complete. Welcome back to another exciting episode of No Quest for the Wicked Gentleman. I have two questions for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Go on. Are you ready to rock? I think we're innocent. Oh, shit. Sorry. What? 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 More importantly, are you ready to roll? <laughs> it wasn't us. We were afraid. No. Rock. Fuck. How fast are we going to go through a trial and just end up in prison? <laughs> Pretty quick, I think. Yeah. Dara, can you put a bomb in your cheek pouch? Maybe they won't check. Oh, man, I think that's the first place they're checking. Oh, fuck, did we take the bombs out of his cheek? (laughs) Okay, Merrick. Yes. You are down on one knee. Your solarium blade flickers in your hand as the wounds you've sustained are starting to become too much to ignore. You can feel the warmth of the blood trickling down your arm and dripping onto the ground in front of you. You try to lift your head to face your enemy, but as you do, your vision blurs. You survey the carnage in front of you. Jenny is tied to a chair and slumped forward. Short Jack is similarly tied, but is on the ground and bleeding out due to a severe chest wound. Cody is slumped, lifeless, and unmoving in a corner, not unlike how you found him in the tubes on Surth. Again. Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> Nowhere in sight can you see Durin. As you attempt to heave yourself onto your feet, your hand slips in the blood and you hit the ground hard. In your final moments of consciousness, you see the sleek silver ship outside the tavern window of your attackers as a beam of light comes shooting towards the persistence. And then everything goes black. And we see one week earlier. <laughs> oh, dear God. Are you really doing that to us? People are going to revolt because you hurt Short Jack. Hey, who knows what happened? Uh, you guys are currently being escorted towards Therum by four large mech suit robots. 
you were instructed to keep your engine off and not use any of your targeting systems. Uh, your communications also seem to have been disabled remotely. Um, and the robots are now flanking you on all sides and are quite literally like pulling you guys down into uh, the atmosphere. What would you like to do? <sighs> all right. Um, I kind of want to question my life choices right now. Yeah, no, me too. Uh, <laughs> why did we decide this was the best option? Uh, I think I think it's the only way we could have gone. I'm just, we've, we've been fucked over before. I'm worried it's going to happen again. And this time... We barely got off the cube. I, I don't think we're getting out of here if we have to run. I will no. say I think I had a better plan, but, you know, it's fine. Short Jack looks at you and says, wasn't your whole plan, like, to just... Shh, shh, no, no, don't, not, not where people can hear. Yeah, it was the suicide. Yeah. What? Anyway, um, all we can do is keep our heads down and hope that Astrid has a plan. Worst case, uh, she fucks us over, we get tortured, and then sent into the sun. Well, we, we came here of our own volition. We are obeying everything they're doing. We, we have the, the new footage. I, I think we'll we'll get out of this. And then won't it be nice to not be looking over our shoulders? Cody, I wish I could think like you. <laughs> I so honestly do. <laughs> don't change. No matter what happens to us in the next, I don't know, week, don't change. Okay? I don't think it's going to be a very long trial. Short Jack approaches you, Merrick, and says, um... I know you're the captain and everything, but uh, if you still have that uh, that liquid stuff that seems to kind of be at the oh, center of it. Oh, we should hide it. it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have a good hiding spot in mind, Short Jack? I could, hey, actually, that's not a bad idea, because if they use you know a little bit of magic on you, and you don't know where it is... Exactly. Okay. Uh, he holds out his hand. I uh, hand him the vial. Put it somewhere safe. We don't even actually know what this can do. He grabs it and he runs off and you hear, you see him like attach himself onto like one of his little cables that he usually like ascends and descends into the rafters with. He hooks himself off and you just see him go whipping up and then you just hear like clunk, 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 as he runs around in the vents above the <laughs> the ship. Oh, I didn't mean to shush uh, short chat. I thought we were actually being escorted like next to us. My no, bad. no, we're still in the ship right now. Yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad. I'm sorry, short jack. No, Darren, you just look like an asshole. It's fine. I know. Can I have it be that Short Jack's been helping me put my torso back together where it was completely, like, fucked up by Rondalus? Oh, yeah, for sure. Awesome. Yeah, Jenny is just kind of, like, leaning on the, the railing behind the captain's chair, and she's just like, Guys, you know what? Most people, I think, would think this is a a real bad situation for me to be in. Like, really dumb of me to join a crew that's currently wanted by the Federation, but this is kind of fucking punk rock. This is kind of cool. Make us sound cool in the song you have to write if we all die, okay? Like something just a little bit cooler than we have been up to this point? Absolutely. I got you covered. Um, and she whips out the the little rod and with a flick of her wrist, once again, like electricity wraps itself around and forms her guitar. And as she walks out of the cockpit, she's like, you can hear her just like working on riffs. So it's just me, Cody, and Dern in the room right now? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming we're going to be the only three arrested. I would I hope so. hope so. Yeah. But yeah, no matter what happens, um, all we can do, I guess, is speak honestly, mm-hmm. have faith this one last time, and if it messes us over, then we will burn down the universe. <laughs> I think we, we stick together no matter what, and, you know, we... It's not oh, they'll, just they'll us separate us, Cody. They're going to separate us. They want well, us all to be different. They want, want one of us to say something the wrong way or like rout the other. They want. I mean, they, more in a metaphorical sense than a physical one, but that too. Yeah. 
it's not know. just our fates on the line. You Once know, again, Satir, Quip, Query, if, if we're cleared, I think it'll go a long way towards helping them too. So we just got to do our best. I need to be hopeful. We're really fucked. I feel like I'm in between the most pessimistic and optimistic person, people in the galaxy, and I'm just stuck here in the middle trying to pick a side. Which one am I? You're the pessimist, Cody. I know. Glass half full. Empty? (laughs) (laughs) He's just like scratches his chin. Both? You guys now see, as you're being uh, brought through the atmosphere, you see Therum. It is a massive planet that is almost entirely covered in water. And if you guys would like to give me some culture checks, there are three things that you are currently seeing that <laughs> you might be able to discern some information. That is the planet theorem of its like self, uh, the Federation of Councils itself, and the large robots or the mechs known as the Archons. Uh, I only roll a 13. I have nothing in culture. Yeah. I would literally give away my splash feet the second we go to a water covered planet <laughs> that's why i was laughing i figured uh culture mm-hmm. yeah that's gonna be a fucking nine highest is 13 day and we're very smart well here's what i'll tell you with the 13 uh for the archons you know they are sort of like the ministry of defense's vanguard they are kind of what they send in first to assess situations they're pretty legendary you know they are uh led by someone known as Commander Sev Depka, which was the Vesk woman that you talked to, um, and she is like a decorated war hero. Sev Depka? Sev Depka. Or Drepka. Drepka. Sev Drepka. For Therum, you know the the like tagline that a lot of people call uh, this planet is the pinnacle of culture. It is a massive water planet, also known as the Cerulean Giant. Uh, named after the Cerulean Sea that covers much of its surface. There is only one city above the water, and it is known as Athenus. And it is made up of these large hexagonal floating platforms that they slowly add to as they need space. So it started out as like one big hexagon, and then another one was added, another one was added, and it's meant to perfectly slot into one another like Catan style. It says that's Athenus. Athenus. Athenus or Phoenix? Sorry, spell it. Athenus. E P H E N I S. Sure, you want to go with that name, Dan? Yeah. I do. Okay. I spoke with A. So I was like, oh, we're going to a penis. Great. Low hanging fruit, Royce. Low hanging fruit. That's what we're all about. (laughs) We're nothing but low hanging fruit. And then you know it's got like a ton of research facilities, uh, museums, stadiums. And that's about all you know about uh, Therum and Athenus. And then for the Federation of Councils, this one's an easy check because it is kind of like the massive government that rules over almost all of Casimal. The only planet that isn't a part of the Federation is the uh, Sinonan Prime as they are the last sovereign empire. It is made up of a ton, as the name suggests, uh, councils. And there are a, like main branches of government and then those break down into smaller councils into smaller councils into smaller councils so the main uh, councils are the ministry of defense which you have become recently familiar with the preservation assembly which are meant to look after anytime a new planet is colonized they're tasked with like ensuring that the indigenous community is uh, taken care of and make sure they're not like eradicated their culture is secure that kind of stuff, while also maintaining pretty distinct records of every race that they come in contact with. 
there's also the Collegiate of Health and Wellbeing, which is sort of like their FDA, making sure that medical practices are above board, drugs and all that kind of stuff. It is, it is sort of like their FDA kind of situation. After that, the last two are pretty self-forward or self-explanatory, the Board of Education and the Congress of COIN. And that is the treasury and the the system in which they figure out how to make curriculums and stuff for, for education. This is going to be some culture shock after Surth. <laughs> yep. I walk in and just start fucking posing. Uh, and then, Where did the pose-offs happen? Can we pose off through the trial? Where's the big, like, theorem sign that's going to damage me with sparks? There's one last sort of, like, major council. It is the Integrity and Accountability Committee. And that is over, like, overseen by the High Chancellor. And it is not a position of legislative or political power. It is more of a administrative and delegating position. So they don't really have... They are the highest position within the Federation of Councils, but they don't have any actual power to instigate change. Instead, when things come up, they tell which council are meant to deal with it, and they are able to, if they if they feel like something is not right, or if uh, there's any sort of corruption or nepotism or something, they send in their committee to investigate. Uh, do we know the name of that person? You do. Um, this is a very easy one, because they are essentially like the highest position of power in the system, and it is a female Lashinta by the name of Sybil Maris. Um, so Arwen Decker, is he any of these? You see he was a special consultant. Based on his, like, press conference, mm-hmm. he seems to be a, like, independent contractor from the Cube's administration okay. on behalf of the Ministry of Defense. Okay. Alright. But, uh, but uh, like... Very clear that he is not a member of the Federation of Councils. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Duran, make sure you keep your pl- your clothes on on this planet, okay? <laughs> I mean, I make no promises, but I'll do my best just for you, Merrick. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Positive outlook. We're all just going to go in. They're going to ask some questions. We're going to hang out while Astra presents evidence, and then they'll let us go. You guys are proceeding towards the ocean at a speed that you are uncomfortable with. And it is very clear that you are not going to stop before you hit it. And moments before you crash into the water, a shield appears out of the Archons and surrounds all four of you, or five of you, I guess, technically, as you break the surface of the water. And you see that Aphenus actually carries on much deeper under the surface as well. And you are sort of piloted down into a hangar bay in which uh, a pod seals up behind you and you are then lifted up again out of the water and onto a like a landing pad and the archons take their form the the three on the sides of you end up standing in the back and or like in front of you at the back of the hangar and the commander sev Stand in front and waits for you to disembark. All right, let's let's get ready to go. Captain's first. Yeah, I'm gonna make sure my plant is watered, and I'm gonna say, "I'll be back, Mister Plant." Little motes of light make a, a hand and wave to you. I'm first one off. I'll be yeah. second. I follow. Yep, and short check and Jenny also are in the rear. And as you step out into the hangar, you see like dozens of armed guards all with their weapons trained on you 
and follow you as you make your way to the front of the ship where the gold black and white mech of Sev Drepka stands before you and the front of the visor of the helmet opens up and then the chest cascades down into a ramp and she walks down it and towards you. And these things are huge. These things are are, are massive. And Vesk typically are also quite big. She is huge as well. You are shocked at the size of this woman. And it's not just the power armor that she's currently in. There's just something big about this person. And she towers over you as she stands and looks at you and she says, present your hands. Uh, yeah, I do so. I do yes, so. Do I. Um, and two guards come over and place uh, these rounded, clear plastic uh, shackles on you in front of you. And they put them on the three of you guys, but another group comes over and takes Short Jack and Jenny into custody. And Sev looks at you and says, these two have no official warrants out for their arrest as there is no current evidence that they had anything to do with the attack on the cube. However, because of their association with you, we don't know if they were off-world or coordinating from afar. They will be taken into custody and held until your trial. Depending on the evidence that is revealed at that time, we will make our decision as to what we do with them. Is that clear? It's clear. Um, yeah. Um, Jenny gives you kind of like a, a, a wink and a nod, and Shortjack looks scared but is cooperating. What do you mean? He gets to go hang out with Jenny for a while. <laughs> no, he'll be fine. Maybe that's why he's scared. <laughs> this is overwhelming in a lot of ways for Short Jack. <laughs> he went from like, you can't even ask for an autograph, I'm too nervous, to being locked up with her. <laughs> yeah, to being yeah, to being arrested in the highest court of the galaxy or the system. With his hero. Wonderful. Yeah. Like wave at them like, Well, see you soon. Sev says, follow me. And she begins walking through the hangar and the you can feel the guns just constantly trained on you. I feel like we've been in prison more time than we've been not in prison over the last while. Yeah, it's been a running thing for us. We should start reviewing them, you know? Sev looks back at you and she says, perhaps that kind of information should be kept in your head and not out loud. Fair enough. They were We were innocent for all of them. Uh, give me sense motives. Sure my best skill oh you know what it's a good roll uh i have 19 on the die but i have a minus two oh. so that's a 17 i, I rolled <laughs> a 19 on the die as well so mine's 29 oh yeah mine's mine's 16 let's go up to 29 durin you get the sense that that was said out of favor like she's giving you advice and not out of anger or like uh condescension she seems that seems to be her giving you a warning of being like, hey, shut the fuck up. OK, I'll probably give Cody a gentle nudge at that and try to, like, signal that to him. Uh, yeah, I think he, you know, a 17 is pretty good for him. So maybe I'll sense your motive and just shut up. Yeah, again, you I will say with the, the lower sense motives, you can tell that that wasn't said with malice. OK, um, I I nod and I'm like, uh, th yeah, thank you. You guys get to a small uh, like airlock situation and she says she points at you American says come here step forward uh, yes yes ma'am and she presses a button on her armor uh, like wrist pad and a clear plastic spike or like pole comes up and you can tell that there is a slot where your shackles 
would be placed on it. And she says, affix yourself. Oh, okay. Merrick, yep, abides. He affixes himself. A guard nearby goes over and checks the connection and makes sure that you are, in fact, tethered to that pole. And the door opens up and there's like a track that the pole then begins moving forward and you're kind of like dragged along with it and it brings you into the center of this room and the door closes and uh, Cody and Durin, you see Merrick then just get dropped. Uh. Uh, and then they they do the same similar situation for you and Cody and you guys are placed into these pods and then dropped and you are now floating in the Cerulean Sea, isolated and alone. In these pods, there is a single bed, a mirror made of plastic, a sink, and a toilet. There's a camera in the corner. There's also a a single shower stall. It's fairly small, but, you know, can fit most people, as well as a little terminal at the front of, like, beside the door that you can control the lights and access various ambient music because you can hear the drone of the sea and it is used to drown that out if you so choose to. Are we still shackled, like our hands? No. Once the pods find their place in the sea, uh, the pike goes down and you are uh, released from the shackles so you can move around freely. Do they have any, like, 80s-style, like, hair metal or, like, you know, 80s rock? It is all ambient, like, very, very easy listening uh, stuff meant to to sort of counteract the, the sort of, like, nothingness of, of the sea. Do they have whale sounds? They do. I'll play some whale sounds. Okay. Uh, Merrick is going to go into a meditative pose and just focus on the moan, the wailing noise of the ocean, and just sort of focus on the abyss. I think I'm going to take a look at that data pad and just see what it can do. Is it just sounds, nothing else? Uh, Sounds and lights. So you can turn the lights on, you can change the colors, you can dim them, but that's it. I'm just going to pace anxiously. Classic. Um, You guys are in there for a considerable amount of time. Uh, Cody, what are you, what are you doing? What are you thinking of? What, what's, what's Cody doing to pass the time? I think Cody is just really worried that this wasn't the right call, even though I he doesn't think there was anything else. He's also just really preoccupied by the fact that he can finally see the face of that eclipse. So I think he's thinking about that. He's thinking about the fact that he almost died and he's just like kind of mentally stealing himself. So I think similar to, you know, what? I think he's just doing pushups. He's like focused and like working out in like a routine, like just going over and over in this like circuit and while he's doing that, all he's thinking about is is moving forward and and like getting to the bottom of the shit that's happening to him, making sure his friends are safe. Uh, Durham, what are you doing? Uh, mentally preparing myself for my uh, execution. <laughs> mentally preparing myself for a lifetime of imprisonment. <laughs> all right. Are you doing anything physically or are you just kind of no, like sitting? No, I'm just pacing, um, hating the calming noises, the, the light. I hate it. I wish it was just like noise outside so i can hear other people it's so much worse that i don't hear anyone and it's just ambient noise merrick what are you doing uh merrick's in meditation so he's focusing on i think i want to call them mistakes but like past pivotal moments in his life so he's like thinking about his mother and his tribe and his brother zane and whether that was the right decision for him to him, him to end up here like how much his brother would find it hilarious that he could die 
uh, deep under the sea of all places, uh, focusing on Asim, uh, trying to, you know, still sort through those feelings of what that was and how that got him here or whether everything has been coincidence or it's, is it all entwined? Um, just jumping around uh, to a bunch of moments, just looking out every once in a while in the pitch blackness and hearing the groaning and of metal. Yeah, it's 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 pretty negative. After what feels like a few hours, the pike in the middle of the room that you were led in by extends up and there's a light that sort of shoots out from the bottom of it, illuminating it. I attach my hands to it. Yep. Oh, it's one of those? Okay. <laughs> you you begin moving. Merrick, Dern? Yeah, no, we do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, I'll do the same. Uh, cool, yeah. You guys affix your hands to the the pikes, and the second you do, you guys begin moving. And after a few minutes, you see the other pods. Like, you see each other's pods all coming together, and then they sort of connect almost magnetically side by side. So you're now in, like, a, a three-row as you are slowly lifted up into a circular room. Cody's just like waving at each room. The the pods lift up and the doors open and the pike begins leading you towards a metal table that is certainly or like currently sat in the center of the room with three chairs on one side and two on the other. Uh-huh. Take my seat. Yeah, I guess this is our side. Yep. yep. And then the pikes lead like slot into the table and then lower as you sit and then you hear a, a click as the shackles lock into the table and the pike begins descending back into the floor. So you guys are now affixed to the table with your hands in front of you. Um, after a brief mo- Actually, is there anything you guys want to talk about or do before anything happens? You guys okay? Yeah, uh, I'm fine. Uh, did you guys enjoy staring into the abyss and questioning every decision you've ever made in your whole life? Yeah, it's pretty much my recurring nightmare every night. I, uh, I missed you guys. Miss you too, Cody. Miss you too, buddy. I gotta, like, nudge you with my shoulder. I assume Merrick's in the middle, so I, I nudge Merrick. <laughs> um, the doors slide open, and a young woman in her early 30s walks in, and you recognize her as Astrid Aurelius. She is wearing a form-fitting gray tunic that ends down around her knees and black leggings and these sort of short, sensible heels uh, that click and echo throughout the room. And she seems to be in full sort of appearance as opposed to what you saw her last time where she seemed to be a little bit more disheveled, a little more dejected. She now seems to be in her like official persona. She has like her nose ring in that attaches to her ear and the chains that that link towards it. And followed behind her is a small Yosoki woman that you recognize as Thimble. I think I'm actually legitimately happy. <laughs> uh, how does Thimble look? Is she happy? Is she scared? Is she here under duress? Like she when she walks in, her eyes light up the second she sees Durin and she seems quite, quite happy. But then then sort of like steadies herself and looks and and her and Astrid sort of give each other a look. And she joins Astrid on the opposite side of the table as they sit down. I give her a little smile. Yeah, I think like probably for one of the few times, like Durin's very happy to see her. It's difficult not to show it. She seems like she's containing a lot right now, but she's not saying anything. And Astrid sits down. She says, I would I would say it's nice to meet you, but uh, considering the circumstances, this is not exactly ideal. And if all things went to plan, we never would have met, most likely. So uh, regardless, I'm glad you guys decided to do this. 
Thanks for giving us the opportunity to. Yeah, you could have ran and it would have made everything worse for you, for me, for every other tavern. We probably would have been, and I will be honest with you, we are at risk of being disassembled. If we lose this, the tavern program is done. And that means a lot of people aren't going to get the help they need. A lot of people will be out of jobs. So there's a lot of pressure here. I just need you to know the stakes. We've been out of the loop for a bit. Do you know how Quip and Query and Satir are doing? Unfortunately, they are on Cherillus, and I do not have the authorization to make contact with them, especially considering the circumstances of me representing you. But they're they're alive, right? Yeah, of course they are. Okay. Well, prison prisons are dangerous, or unless that's just the movies. I don't, I don't know. I understand your concern. Yeah, no. Quip, Query, Satir are on Cherillus. As far as I know, the the conditions are intense but humane. Okay, uh, thank you. I'm sorry. I will say, in case you haven't heard, Victor Benson has been confirmed killed. What? Victor Benson is how? dead. H- how? Where? How? Um, she opens up some footage, and you can see it's the bridge before you guys escaped. And she says, do you want to see this? Yes, please. Cody doesn't answer. You see as in charging through the crowd towards the Maverick, making way through the blades that were firing on the other blades and making a beeline directly towards the ship. You then see Victor Benson burst out of that force field before it closes and meet as in head on. The battle is short. Victor Benson does a decent job holding his own for a moment but he is fighting Azin, and he takes a beating. He manages to score some hits on Azin, much to Azin's surprise, but he ends up getting impaled by that silvery form that Azin has control over and throws a blade sort of right up through Victor's stomach. And you can see once again, Azin making his way towards the Maverick as it launches before Vic throws his kunai into Azin's back and jumps off the bridge. And Astrid looks at you and she says, that's that's a drop into hundreds of feet. We never found his body, but it's safe to assume that Victor Benson is dead. Cody shakes his head, but he doesn't say anything. But on to better news. I think we can win this case. I wouldn't have taken it otherwise. That's not true, I would have. Fuck. Yes, but regardless, we can win this. The footage you guys retrieved, that's really the only evidence that they have against you. All the other footage that they have shows you going out of your way to make sure that the blades aren't hurt. All you seem to be doing is trying to escape, which under the circumstances is, I, in my opinion, absolutely believable and justified. We have a good defense, and a lot of that is owed to Thimble. And you see Thimble finally perk up and she says... I was able to, Merrick, do you remember when you first got there, you asked me to look into the tavern, uh, the, the, the jobs that were taken that day because you only you could only take those three. Do you remember asking me to look into that? Yes, I do. Well, you were right. The moon dancer and the nightcrawler took the jobs, all of them. But they were already destroyed. Correct. Those were the two taverns that you found destroyed mm-hmm. in the, the asteroid field. Do you think they destroyed them just to set up this ruse? That's 
No, there's more no, to it because of a liquid. But It feels more like a coincidence or an opportunity that was used. Astrid shrugs, and she says, look, I agree that the circumstances are mysterious, and I would love to get as many answers as you would, but right now, the only thing we need to focus on is proving that you guys didn't do the attack on the cube, and with Thimble's help and the footage that you have, I think we're okay. Is there anything you need to tell me that they might know that I don't? Uh, we know the man, well, I know the man who uh, was fighting Benson, who punched the tank pretty cool, like. Mm-hmm. So yeah, cool. it was pretty cool. Okay, who is he? Before I answer that, a question about him. He's very much involved in all this footage. What do they think about him? Is he wanted? Are they ignoring him? What is their view on that man? He is he is wanted, yes. But unfortunately, it is not in regards to the attack on the cube, but rather the attack on Blade's personnel. That's really the only charge we can put him on. All right. Some people well, think he's a hero for trying to stop you. His name is Azen. Okay. Do you know anything else about him? Where he's from? His political affiliations? Why he would do what he did? Azen does what he wants. Everything he's ever told me is probably a lie. It'd be impossible for me to sift through it to figure out what was truth and what was not. Okay. Well, it's a good thing I'm not defending him then. He seemed to have an ability um, to to control people or, or sway them. I don't know if that's... What do you mean? I feel like he was able to touch people and make them do his bidding. It seemed, I don't know if that's relevant or something we should be worried about, but he did seem to have sway over people in a, in a weird way. She stops and scrolls back to the beginning of the footage as Asin charges through the blades that are infighting. And she says, okay, that would, okay, that would, that would make sense that perhaps he had influence over the blades that turned on each other. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Like, what are those blades saying? That they did it willingly? They're all dead. Excuse me? The blades that turned on each other, they're all dead. How does that happen? Well, you saw it. It was it was a massacre. They, they fired on each other. They. When you go to war, somebody survives. Someone has to win. Someone has to lose. We, we survived. The current theory is that is that this is all a plot from the Sononan Empire. Why? I don't know. What their endgame is, I don't know. But currently, that is the narrative that's being pushed. People think that you are Sononan saboteurs. Mm-hmm. Other people believe that those were plants. Again, saboteurs, spies, you know, inside jobs, that they were all Sononan people who are willing to die for Whatever cause, again, no one has rationalized what they think Sononan Prime stands to gather from attacking the Cube or the Federation, but that's currently what the the thought process is, is that you are now tied to Sononan and the Empire, that the the attack was a terrorist attack on behalf of them. So be prepared for that. Does the Federation refuse to make any kind of deal with the Sononan Prime just so they have a scapegoat permanently available to them? Is that sort of the the gist to it? No, I mean, the, the Federation has made several diplomatic efforts to get them to join. It is a Sononan Prime that is holding out. It is the Empire mm-hmm. that does not wish to join. Yeah, I sort of only half believe that. Anyway, that aside, uh, what do we have to do in regards to ourselves? Well... 
does the word reckoning have any oh, importance yes. to you? I forgot about that part. Um, she cocks her head and she says, no, why? The the people that were integral in, in bringing us to, to the bomb and, and framing us, they they said it a, a whole bunch in a weird way. It, Fuck, it seemed about familiar. They were, I'm sorry, not familiar. It seemed important. Well, they were fanatics. Yeah, it seemed fanatical. Would they be under Azen's control, perhaps? Who are I you talking know. about? The, the people who set us up. Fucking... Craig. <laughs> Craig and Craig. <laughs> uh, when you say those names, she looks at Thimble for a second. And Thimble nods, and Thimble pulls out a data pad, and she begins like frantically scrolling through. And then she turns around, and she says, Is it these two? And you see a picture of Greg and Freg. Those sons of bitches. Yeah, they, yeah, they sh- shot each other in in a way that made it seem like we attacked them, and they muttered reckoning and left the bomb. Also, it didn't feel like their first rodeo. I think they were also controlled, though. I doubt it. Well, they debated on who gets shot first. Remember? I guess. Unlike last time, if I'm re- unless I'm remembering wrong. I uh, know you. Yeah, they they definitely like mm. talk to each other about coordinating who was getting it shot where. Um, Thimble looks at you as you guys describe this and talk about it, and she says, "I I don't know how to tell you guys this." So, and she puts her finger down and scrolls to the top, and at the top of the screen it says, "Deceased crew of the Nightcrawler." <laughs> what? Damn. Oh dear God! It's <laughs> what? What the fuck? Now, from what we could tell, they were not dead or undead, right? I mean, I will give you a retroactive check, but yes, there was no discerning features or mm-hmm. anything that was there any silver goo looking from like dropping from their noses or anything like that when they died. Well, yes, then, yeah. So I ask, can can we have a minute to talk? The three of us for a no, second. They can listen. There's nothing that they can say that they, we can't tell them. Yeah, this uh, is kind of our lawyer. Okay. Then. Cody, how much illegal stuff have you done that you're about to reveal right now? Silver liquid. No, I, I have a brand new crackpot theory, uh, which is not good. Well, I just mean they asked what we know that they might not, and silver liquid. Oh. Thimble and Astrid are just sitting on the opposite side of the table. Just They look at each other and then just stare blankly at you guys. Um. Okay. How to even get into this? Um, so when we took that mission to go check on the Nightcrawler and the other ship, what we found at the crash site was a silver liquid. Uh, when Greg and Frank died or were shot or whatever, they had silver liquid. Asin, the man we spoke about, works and utilizes his powers rooted in a silver liquid. And when the, I believe, tavern committee meeting that went awry and the bomb went off with captain they were discussing the silver liquid um astrid leans forward and she says no matter what we don't talk about this at the trial okay and why is that do you know what it is i don't had had you heard of it before astrid leans forward and says no i i've never heard about a silver liquid but if this was the domino that set everything into motion there's usually a hand that flicks it first. And I would like to not alert that hand until we have a better grasp of the situation. So for all things and all intents and purposes, we do not mention the silver liquid. 
if I feel like it is integral to winning our case and saving your lives, I may bring it up, but that is a last resort, and I will not do so lightly. It's fine with us. You hear a banging on the the door from the outside, and Astrid and Thimble sit up, and she says, okay, that's pretty much all the time we get. I will see you tomorrow at the trial. If there is anything you think of that we need to know, we will have a brief moment before it starts that we can discuss. But as of right now, I think I think we've got a good case. So just get some sleep. And please, whatever you do, no outbursts. If they ask you a question, answer it with facts. Don't speculate. Just say what you know. Okay. Okay. Thimble, thank you. She looks at you and she says, I'm so glad you guys are okay. We wouldn't be without you. Yeah, you were a a lifesaver. So thank you. You can tell she's getting a bit emotional. You can see like tears beginning to sort of well up in her eyes. Um, And Astrid stands up and Thimble follows and she says, I'll see you guys tomorrow. And hopefully this time in 24 hours, the three of you will be free men. And you feel the spikes or the pikes from below attached to the uh, the shackles again, and you're lifted up out of the tables, and it's they rotate and begin leading you back into your pods, and the doors close, and Durin Thimble gives you one final look before your pod door closes and the door to the conference room closes, as you guys are once again sent down into the ocean. Hello friends, Spatium Dane here to do the things very quickly, as always. First and foremost, we hope you're enjoying the episode. Second, I have a very squeaky Oliver in here, so if you hear weird squeaky noises as usual, that is him purring. He is fine. That's just what he does. Third, I would like to give a quick, big, big thank you to everyone who has been giving uh, NPC names on the Discord. You guys are a lifesaver. I know I talk about it all the time, but uh, you may notice that there are a lot of new NPCs, and it is tough to come up with good names, and thankfully, I don't have to, because you guys are coming up with absolute bangers. I want to give a couple quick, uh, specific shout-outs to some people who have been pretty much been given NPC names since the beginning of, of all of this. Infreak, Waffle Frog, our, our friend from Dice Fiends, Kay from Dude Where's My Drift, Dan from What the Dice, and a special shout out because I don't think they have missed a single week, Dr. Squidman. Of course, don't think that just because I haven't done a special shout out for you, I don't see you. I see you. I love you. I appreciate you. Your names will be put in at some point in time, whenever I get a chance to to use them at their maximum potential. Hopefully you're enjoying the new arc. I hope you're excited to see where it goes. This is kind of the arc where a lot of pieces start falling into place, so I'm really excited to see what you guys come up with in the Fan Theory channel on the Discord. If any of the new information that's revealed to this episode sparks something and you want to get on there and, and, and shout it out first so that you can be like, hey, look, back then I called it. I nailed it. Now's the time to do it. Head on over to noquestcast.com. Click the Discord link. You'll be invited in. You'll be welcomed warmly by all the incredible people that are already there. And we would love to see your NPC names. We would love to see pictures of your pet. We would love to see what you think is happening. Any fan theories. Also, if you are artistically inclined, we'd love to see some fan art. But without further ado, let's get back to the episode. We hope you enjoy the rest of it. 
you are woken up uh, in the morning, or at least you assume it's the morning, by the sound of the pike once again emerging from the floor and lighting up. Yep, I'm attached again. Yep, ready to go. <clears throat> Let's rock and roll. And once again, the second you attach yourself to it, it begins moving with a lurch forward. And this time you are going much, much further than you went last time until you enter into what looks like a a massive column and you emerge out of the water and begin floating up into the air and you begin seeing sort of what you are currently in. And you can only assume it's the council chambers. You are brought up to a floating platform in the center of this huge column of a building that is open air at the top. And you can see it's submerged down into the water. And all along the sides are small recesses with groups of people sitting at various tables. And in front of each one of them, there is a plaque indicating what council they are from. And in front of you, across from the floating platform in the center, is a raised platform affixed to the wall with the chairs of the chancellors and the high chancellor. And they are all currently sat in place. On the platform, Astrid is currently standing, and the pikes lead you out to the center beside you, or beside her. Um, Before you, you see... In the the center of the stage, you see Sybil Maris, which is the High Chancellor of Therum and the Federation of Councils. You also see the Ministry of Defense Chancellor Emmerich Handrus, which is a Vesk male. You see a Sheeran female uh, named Quan Katsadi, which is the Preservation of Assembly Chancellor. You see uh, Illis Medgeworth, the Yusoki Congress of Coin Chancellor. You see uh, Kirsten. Verity, a Kasatha female from the Collegiate of Health, and Carl Inder, which is the Chancellor of the Board of Education. Don't worry about remembering all those names. Okay. It's not that yeah, I won't. Yeah, I, I don't have them. I managed to get Quan and Kirsten and Emmerich. I feel like our Discord is going to be really happy, though. Uh, yes. The only person you really need to, to pay attention to is Sybil Maris, who will be leading the proceedings. And once you guys are fixed in place, Astrid looks at you and she says, Are you gentlemen ready? Uh, yes, as ready as I guess we'll ever be. Let's rock and roll. Okay. Duran? What's the chances of us being the scapegoats to all this? Okay, not really the conversation we have right now. Are you ready? Yes. Astrid takes a step forward and she says, Hi, Chancellor, we are ready to begin the trial. And Sybil raises her hand and the crowd begins to quiet. The, the murmuring washes over into a hushed silence. And Sybil stands and she says, You are accused of severe crimes within the Federation of Councils, within Casamol. Treason, theft, murder, terrorism. How do you plead? Not guilty, Your Honor. Not guilty. Not guilty, Your Honor. Very well. We will undergo a trial in which the evidence will be presented both for and against your case. And Sybil sits down, and Emmerich Handros, the Vesk Minister of Defense, stands and says, I would now like to take this moment to introduce and call to the trial the special consultant, courtesy 
of the Cube administration, Arwen Decker. And a smaller platform descends from above in a corkscrew fashion that slowly wraps itself around the chambers until it lands in front of you and connects to the floating platform that you guys are currently on. And there is a smattering of applause. And Arwen Decker steps forward onto the floating platform with you and puts his hands behind his back. And once again, he is wearing this incredibly high collared coat with a like a button up shirt that also has a ludicrously high collar his hair slicked back into a a manicured perfection and he begins pacing around the outside of the platform and he says ladies and gentlemen of the council it is with much displeasure that i am even here The charges against these three men are heinous, as we can all agree, and the cost that the cube paid as a result of their actions is one that they must answer for. It is with my utmost gratitude that you have allowed me to seek justice on behalf of the people that I represent. And he begins now, he's like standing in front of you and is now addressing the council with these large hand motions, waving his hands and pointing at you. And he says, I will not rest until these men spend the rest of their lives in Chirillus for the crimes they've committed. And Astrid then steps forward and she says, I would like to quickly remind the council that this is a trial and that if Mr. Decker would like to perform, I'm sure the House of Muses would grant a man of his station an audition. And you hear some stifled laughter throughout the chambers and some not-so-stifled laughter from the Tavern Oversight Guild. And the uh, High Chancellor, Sybil, nods and says, Mr. Decker, Miss Aurelius has a point, and I would like you to get to yours. And with a flushed face of of embarrassment, uh, Arwen Decker turns to face you, Merrick, and says, Why did you plant the bomb on the exhaust fence within the cube? We didn't plant a bomb. Then what tampering did you do upon the cube, then? What what was your goal in the inner workings? We had no goal. We did not tamper. We were just there after we had just finished a mission for the tavern. Interesting admission. Interesting words. And who exactly did you uh, complete this mission for? The cube admin sent us to investigate the Nightcrawler. And that led you down into the inner workings of the cube? No, we had just gotten back from cl- accomplishing that mission... And we had just picked up another, a couple other quests upon the cube. And who who provided this quest? Cube admin was the bomb, and the the security was the one that was the drones. And then I believe it was Nix Taloa who provided the delivery. Both of those yeah. are correct. Yes, you are correct. Damn good memory now. Fuck that, me. Now, thank God you're here. If it was just me and Terry, we would have no idea what's going We'd on. We'd be so fucked. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, Cube Admin sent us into the inner workings of the Cube. And they tasked you with terrorism, is what you're saying? I believe it was to investigate something, correct? A package? No. Uh, there yeah. was a suspicious anomaly. That yes, were- we went down to investigate a suspicious anomaly. Um, and you can tell that he's getting a little annoyed that he's he's trying to trap you and get you to admit to like like it's very rudimentary like wordplay that he's trying to do um and astrid once again interrupts and says mr decker i think we've 
achieved the answer to your questions. My clients were not there to tamper, but rather there on official tavern sanctioned business put out by the administration. In fact, I do have records from that day in terms of the contracts that my clients had taken. And she presses a button on the data pad she's holding and a large screen appears sort of wrapped around so that everyone in the council or everyone in the chambers can see it. And she says, as you can see, there were a number of contracts available until my clients accessed their transvocational request module. If you look carefully, the second they started to access quests and contracts, they were deleted. They were taken by a tavern that we now know to be destroyed, the Nightcrawler and the Moondancer, leaving them with three contracts that all suspiciously and coincidentally led to the framing of them. Arwen shifts uncomfortably and he says, So are you saying that the cube is the one behind all of this? That the administration was setting out to destroy its own station? And he looks at uh, the three of you. I don't think that is for us to say, but it was not us. We applied two jobs that seemed legit in the moment. And on top of that, we not only didn't set the bomb, but there was a bomb and we disassembled and defused it. When you say that, Arwen laughs dramatically and theatrically. And he says, we have video evidence of your transgressions. Please, if we could show the council. And he raises up his arm and the screen that was showing the contracts that had been falsified now switch over to the video of what was once during assembling a bomb. Now with audio shows you three deactivating and disassembling the bomb placed on the vent. And Arwen looks around frantically for a second. He says, this is this is incorrect. This is not the footage that I have. What is what is this? And once again, Astrid steps forward and says, it came to our attention that the footage that was presented was tampered with by a powerful technomancer. That footage has now been restored and you will not find a copy of the reversed footage and the tampered footage because the technomancy has been lifted. And Arwen Decker once again goes pale. And Astrid then says, I also would like to call a few witnesses to the stand to speak on behalf of the character of my clients, if that would please the council. And Sybil nods, much in the way that Arwen descended from the ceiling. Um, some platforms come in from the side, and on it you see some familiar faces. You see Angene, the blade officer that used to be a regular at the Maverick, who allowed you into the office or into the hospital to get uh, Satir. You also see a very large polar bear as patience uh, yeah. also oh, on the platform. You also see a like screen that appears and Mo and Poe appear on it. And on another platform, you see Mikhail Malibu. I like try to make the gesture with my hands bound from the movie, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it's, it's very useful. <laughs> and then over the next couple of hours, most of it is Poe rambling on about you guys, but uh, they all testify on behalf of you. And Gene stressing that you guys caused no damage or injury to uh, any Blades officer or him, and that you were simply trying to escape 
and get your crew members out of danger. Patience regales the council with the tale of you literally saving the planet. Mo and Poe talk about your compassion and empathy and how you took care of them. Mikhail Malibu talks about how you selflessly threw yourself into danger to save his club. There is, uh, it's a long proceeding and the council asks a bunch of questions, but at the end of it, uh, Sybil stands up and says, we have seen and heard quite enough. We now know unless Mr. Decker has evidence he is not prepared or shown yet. We see no reason as to why we should believe these gentlemen are of any responsibility to what happened. Instead, we must now extend our investigation into finding the true culprits of this crime. And Arwen Decker looks pale and incredibly uncomfortable. I'm going to hit them with no sense motive, even though it's not going to go anywhere. Sure. (laughs) It's a zero. (laughs) Two minus two. Um, I think you're just you're so overwhelmed with the fact that this seems to be going your way. Sybil sits down and says, with the power of the council invested in me, I clear the three of you of all charges. You are now free men. The bounty has been lifted and your tavern restored to its full operation. We apologize for everything we have put you through. And we promise to you personally that we will find those responsible for not only your framing, but also for the heinous attack that was put in your name. Thank thank you, Your Honor. Um, And there is a a, a fairly uh, enthusiastic applause throughout the the chambers as Arwen Decker gets on his platform and sort of floats back up. I want to get Astrid's attention, but if she's saying something that's... Uh, No, she was going to turn around to look at you guys. Uh, yeah, I, like, gesture her over. Or, like, with my head. Yeah, she walks over. What, what about the rest of our crew? Are they are they going to be set free as well? Because um, they- Astrid nods and turns and says, How, Chancellor, I would also like to remind you that there are three other crew members who are currently incarcerated on Chirillus because of these false accusations. And she nods and she says, And they will be free as well immediately. We will have them sent to Therum so that you can reconvene and be reunited. Man, that feels good in real life. Whew. I, I feel trust. so sick inside. Just I don't like trust a moment of this. I don't no. trust this. It's too easy. I don't fucking trust this. The whole planet's going to explode, and it's going to be like a big old FU message from, like, Durin somehow. We're fucked. <laughs> well, I feel pretty good. <laughs> you guys feel your shackles remove. This time, when the pikes go down, the shackles go with it, and you have been freed, and the platform begins raising up to another level and you are then ushered into a room off to a side somewhere and once again you are met by commander sev and she is holding three like boxes filled with your stuff thank thank you i take it yeah as do i same yes i will let you guys take a moment to gear up you guys put all your gear back your everything that you had when you left surf some of your stuff is still missing that you didn't get back Uh Uh uh-oh Like anything you left on Surf that or like was taken from you on Surf, you don't have. So I still don't have my grappler, right? You don't have your grappling, okay. and Dern, you don't have your rifle. Oh, or my tactical dueling sword. Damn it! Correct. Yeah, nothing. Nothing that you had before you were Son taken. Son of a bitch. Uh, you don't have. Oh shit! Did they take our potions as well? Uh, yes. Yeah. Technically, oh, shit. I assume they didn't take out my like augmentation, right? No. Okay. Cool. 
Oh, fuck. Did I lose my ion stone? Ion stones, I think, like, technically. Oh, well, I guess they kind of float around you. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you we, wouldn't have it. God we damn. lost so much shit. I didn't lose a thing, besides a couple potions. Yeah, I'm because you are the blessed class with your free shit and your spells and your magic and your damage. And my God sword that no one else is actually physically allowed to touch. Cody sounds a little spiteful. That's pretty so, new. Solarians are the favorite kid of, well, this is Nile, and I'm always spiteful. So Astrid uh, and Thimble meet you, and this time when the door opens, Thimble is just beelining right to you, Duran. She gives you oh, a 100%. Hug. Big hug returned. Just like maybe a, a, a small intimate moment of just like holding her. And and she, she holds you tightly, probably a little longer than necessary, but she's very happy to have you back. And Astrid says, okay, well... Uh, let me see you out. And you guys walk through these large, white, pristine hallways of the building that houses the the council chambers to these massive golden and black double doors. And as she pushes them open, you are met with a crowd of people. And there are like news cameras. There's a podium set up and Astrid shoots a fairly unhappy look back towards you and she says okay unless you guys want to make a big statement i'm happy to deal with this and get them out of the way no you go ahead i think we should keep our heads down for a bit yeah i don't want to say anything i i just want to say thank you because it's been really hard to trust since everything that happened and thank you for making our trust worthwhile like thank you is what i'm saying you're welcome and thank you for trusting me, because this could have gone very poorly any other way. Hey, now that we're out, I I don't mind saying that we we almost ran. Uh, no, we're we're still not saying that. We're we're definitely not saying that. Hey, I did. If you guys want to run, you can run now. Um, and she walks to the podium and she says, "I will make this brief. This is a reminder that the people who operate taverns are good people, who put their lives at risk every day." put their skills to the test every day to make the people of Casamal safer, happier, healthier. These men should be noticed not as criminals, villains, but as the heroes of everyday life. Everyone give me perception checks, please. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, 26? Damn, okay, nice. I got a nine. <laughs> um, 22. Durin and Merrick. You see a face in the crowd. Of course I do. Fuck it, Fuck me. And it's Azid. Mm-hmm. But the second you guys make eye contact with him, he's gone. I'm going to look at Merrick and see what he does. <sighs> Merrick, like, his whole body just clenches for a second. Mm. We're, we, yeah, Astrid said we're good here. Um, we should go back to the ship right away. Sure. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, why think, is uh, that, Beric? Celebratory drink is in order. Yeah, let's get um, let's get the rest of the crew and let's go back to the ship. Uh, Cody has no idea what's going on and has just got an arm around each of their shoulders and is just beaming. A murmuring begins washing over the crowd, like mid-speech from Astrid. Mm. Uh, oh, and fuck. You, you can hear, like, it's weird. It's it's not like the crowd is talking. It's almost like they're chanting. And are they in repeating oh, languages over and over, God. possibly? This is why we don't trust your shit, Dane. You, yeah, Cody, yes. You notice that some of the people in the front row are, they're mouthing things, 
And then every now and then you recognize with your sign language and your ability to read lips because of it, that every now and then the word reckoning comes out. Uh, Astrid, we should, we should move back. I grab Astrid and I move back towards the door. I'm like, guys, we got, we got to get out of here. And the door slam behind you as (sighs) you now notice the two guards who are watching them are also muttering under their breath. So Astrid, remember when I mentioned the reckoning and the being controlled that's happening with everybody right now. It's not everybody. It's it's like a, a a good portion of people, but it's not everybody. That's happening with a good portion of people right now. I'm definitely keeping Thimble at my side. We need to get the innocents out of here, and we need to get ourselves safe. As you say that, you hear the crowd begin yelling. Reckoning and fighting has broken out, and gunfire is now going off, and the crowd has descended into chaos. The two guards begin running towards you, And some of the crowd has broken loose and three have gotten up onto the podium as some of the Athenus guards are now trying to, like, maintain control as everything has broken loose. And you are now flanked on either side with two of them on one side, three on the other side. And everyone's going to have to roll me some initiative, please. Can we kill these guards? Do I have to try not to kill these guards? If they're controlled, I would imagine. Well, up to you. I got 19. 11. Darren? 20. Because you guys noticed it and you're familiar with as it never being a good sign and you know how it usually descends once you hear this muttering, uh, you guys all get to go first. So, Durin, it is your turn. Shit. I don't know what weapon I actually have right now. We probably need to discuss that real quick. You have the Corona pistol that Jenny That's you. Okay. Okay. That's what I have? All right. Uh, yeah, I look at the boys and just, like, ask, like... Do we have a plan right now? Astrid, where's Jenny and Short Jack? They would most likely still be in holding. Fuck off. Um, which is inside <laughs> that locked door? No, you would know it's, it's, they're probably like in one of those underwater pods. Oh, dear God. Hope, hopefully they're safe, but I think we need to subdue these guys or, or flee. Dern, how's that door looking? Can you get us through? Um, uh, yeah, can I make an engineering check, Dane? Um, you can. You will have to get past the two guards who are, like, standing in front of you. Son of a bitch. Okay. I am done playing around with Azen's bullshit. Let's take them out. Let's take them out. Let's find him, and let's put an end to this once and for all. Look, guys, I, I think we should not kill these people if we can, because maybe, one, we can save them, and two, the people here who we trust, and I gotta look at Astrid, can can like study them or or stuff and like uh, they're innocent i'm not good at not killing but i'll try my best that's all i ask hey if it's you or them pick you okay darren what are you doing because i know i have a few people especially a person that i really need to protect right now yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna do my trick attack we're going full we're safety off we're going full full tilt I got a 23 stealth moving in. That's not enough. Okay. That's fine. I want them to notice me. I'm okay with that. Uh, so you can still take your attack. attack. Yeah. I'm still going to take my attack, but I'm going to be noticed. Fuck this. Uh, does a does a 12 hit? Uh, it does not. No. Cool. All right. This is going to be great, boys. Okay, Cody, it's your turn. I guess I'm making myself as noticed as possible. So it's kind of us in a little like 
arc, like the three of us and the behind us, Astrid and Thimble. I will I will let you I will say that like don't worry about too much about Astrid and Thimbles. Like positioning. Mm-hmm. Uh all you need to know is it's uh three on two one, guys two on, the other. on one side and three on the other. Yeah. And did they all look similar? Because you said two guards and you said three other people. Are they all like equally armored and equipped? So like aesthetically, no, but mechanically, yes. They will all have they all have like more or less the same stats. So you okay. see like the guys have the the guards have um guns. Mm-hmm. And so do the people pull it like they've they've reached under their coats and have drawn weapons as well. OK, and it's all firearms uh, as far as you can tell currently. Yes. OK, well, my first thing was to be turning to Astrid and uh, Thimble and asking either of them if they wanted my Gulch gun. You guys know how to fire this? Astrid holds out her hand for sure. Yeah, I want to not hurt people, but if needs be. Oh, wait, you don't have your Gulch gun. Oh, fuck. I have nothing. Yeah, you're right. All right. I. <laughs> you have your baton and you have your. Hold out my baton. I'm like, can either of you guys use this? Yeah. Astra takes it still. Uh, Good luck. And I'm going to move to the side with three people. And okay. the nearest guard, I guess, I'm going to try to restrain with my restraining spinneret. So secondly, it's like civilians on the three side. The guards are on the two side. Just so we're using the just so I know. Okay, even better, because I feel like I civil like I know guards, if even if they're still innocent, at least they are guards. Uh that is uh nineteen on the die. Then it's yes. A, it's a thirty EAC. Yeah. Uh so they the first guy I like a cable time, he is restrained. And that he just entangled, right? He isn't yeah, he's entangled for one D four rounds. I will roll my very sharp D four. And that's me. Uh, that is four rounds. Uh America, it is your turn. Astrid Thimble, if one of you have a, has a camera or some kind of recording device, I recommend get it going. I'm a little bit scarred from the last couple of weeks. <laughs> so evidence about why I'm about to do what I'm about to do would be welcome. As Merrick enters photon mode and just slowly walks over to the two guards up to the first one, I'm going to make an attack. Okay. You see Thimble scurry over and grab one of the cameras that the news crew dropped and is currently using it. And then, like in the, like when the, as soon as I know the camera's on, they they have guns trained on me. I have no weapons. As soon as I know the camera's on, I will form my Solarian blade, and that's a natural twenty. <laughs> okay, good uh, thing uh, Thimble gets to catch the murder that's about to happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. this man's about to be obliterated into the sun. Uh, oh God, thirty-eight points of damage. Jesus, sorry, forty because of photon mode. He. Just, it just kind of stands there as you walk up and you just slash into him with your full, like Solarian blade. And because he's taking like really no defensive actions, you just find absolute purchase into him. And he doesn't even flinch in pain. And you now hear him muttering over and over a reckoning, a reckoning, a reckoning. Uh, and then he catches a flame because of my Solarian crystal, and he has to take burn damage. Okay, how much is he? How much he's on fire for? One d four burn. Okay, I will. I will roll it because it is now their turn. He takes two points of burn damage. He is going to attempt to attack you. Uh, he takes a guarded step back and opens fire on you. Sure. Uh, that is a twenty three against EAC. Yeah, that'll hit. Uh, you take seven, or sorry, no, you take 13 points of fire damage as he takes a, a quick step back and just starts pulling the trigger point blank at your chest. 
Merrick is furious. He's like, it's hitting him, and he's just like so in tune with like his rage right now. He doesn't even react to it. The one beside him, the other guard, looks at you, Merrick, and says, "You can feel it too, can't you?" And you're going to give me a will save, please. All right, uh, nineteen. Uh, okay, you feel like when they were talking to you, something was finding purchase in your mind. And you are able to, in this sort of rage you're in right now, able to shake it free. But you felt very close to succumbing to whatever they were doing. I'll show you a reckoning. Cody. Mm -hmm. One of them looks at you and says, a reckoning. It comes for all of us. Even you. And you're going to have to give me a will save. Well, uh, I'm assuming a 13 ain't going to do it. It's not going to do it, unfortunately. Now, what do I get? What condition do I get? Uh, you because, are paralyzed. Uh, they cast hold person on you. Okay. Yeah, it's not on my list. Your dex modifier is minus five. You cannot move, but can take ma- mental actions. Now, this is a uh, mind affecting effect. It is. Does it specifically target concerts? It says one humanoid creature. So I don't know. Hmm. Well, anyway, I do, does, your, does your bonus, does your bonus get, get you to a 19? It does not, so you're good. Okay, that it does not matter. Merrick, I also forgot to mention you, uh, with their Echoes of Obedience ability, uh, your next turn, you're going to be at a minus one uh, to AC attack rolls and skill checks as the lingering echoes of their voice uh, rattle around in your brain. Fine with me. Durin, did you attack the guard? Yes, yes, I attacked the guard. Okay, he's going to return fire. That is fair. Uh, Not great. That's a 16 EAC. I feel like this is the first time I get to say that does not hit. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, they he once again just like pulls his gun up and just like begins pulling the trigger and you're able to nimbly dodge out of the way. The two that aren't entangled are going to walk completely past you Cody and flank the uh, with the other guards against uh, Merrick and Durin they're not technically flanking because they're ranged attacks but so first one's coming for you Durin that's a 19 mm-hmm. EAC that will do it okay second one is a 19 EAC for you Merrick 19 EAC yeah yeah EAC will do it okay uh, so nine points of fire damage on you Durin Mm-hmm. And five, uh, 11 points of fire damage on you, Merrick. Bring it on, Daddy O. All right. That is their turn. The, uh, one, it is, the one that's entangled, did they go? They were the one who cast whole person on you. Durin, it is your turn. Okay. Um, give me a th- uh, give me where the, the position of the guards, real quick. Okay. So there is two guards in front of you and Merrick. Merrick mm-hmm. is currently like fighting one of them. Mm-hmm. Then there are the two guards are now behind you. So imagine guard, five foot space, you and Merrick, five foot space, guards, or like the two civilians, and then one's entangled at the foot of the stairs. Okay. And they're threatening both me and Merrick, right? Technically, they're not threatening because they're using ranged weapons. I mean, in the in the figurative sense. Yes. Yeah. They what? are. They are completely focused on. All four of them are focused on the two of you. Okay. I'm going to use my trick attack, and I'm going to take aim at the guy that uh, Merrick's fighting. Okay. Let's do my stealth. I can't believe it. I've rolled four 
three times in a row on this fucking mm-hmm. dice. It's so upsetting. 23. Uh, no, not enough to get your trick attack. Well, please hit him. Fuck me. Nat one. I think... Does the laser blow up and I die? Is that what <laughs> happens now? No, the I think the amount of, like past trauma that is coming up you know seeing how victor benson died uh then this like reliving of of the reckoning just after you cleared your name and and thimble being here as well i think you're spending more time making sure she's okay than targeting your shots that's fair you're you're so distracted um that nothing nothing terrible is going to happen uh for the nat one but uh, i really appreciate that actually i lied Oh, you asshole. <laughs> You're going to take the shaking condition for the next turn. Okay. Okay. As you are so worried about Thimble and this going poorly, uh, you're, you're, you're shaken. Okay. Okay. I'll take it. Cody, it is your turn. You get to attempt. You can do mental actions if you have them, uh, but you can attempt a new uh, will save. Uh, I will definitely attempt a new will save. Fuck me. That's a nine. Uh, nope. You now are, you're held and you hear everyone who's currently muttering. Mm-hmm. Their voices are in your head, no matter how far away they are. It's like oh, they're right that? beside you, like yelling in your ear. Mm-hmm. Merrick, it's your turn. All right. Uh, close the distance on this one guy. I got to finish him off with a minus one. Um, that's going to be a... 20 against KAC, not natural. Yes. 24 points of damage. Come on, hit him for 40, hit him for 24. Go down, man. Uh, Yeah, he's he's down. So yeah, Merrick just like, bat, like the same wound. He's just like gone a full like Kasathan soldier. Like he's just like going through the motions, taking him out. And this turns his focus on the next guy and say there's no reckoning worse than the desert sun. As he hits the ground... You see a drop of that silver liquid come out of his nose and sizzle into the marble steps and dissipate as like a hole is now carved into where the the liquid landed. As in? It is their turns. One of the... Actually, the the one who's entangled uh, looks at you, Durin, and they say simply, Join us. You're going to have to give me a will save, please. This is like the worst deity for this. Come on. Come on. Misty Mountain Dice, please. Please. <laughs> doesn't sound good. It doesn't feel good, I'll tell you that. Ten. You drop your weapon <sighs> as they cast command on you and force you to throw your weapon to the ground. Um, the They're one, such assholes. <laughs> all three of them are now going to uh, turn their attention to Merrick. I'm <laughs> sorry, Merrick. I'm trying. Four people focused on Merrick right now. <laughs> Three. Well, and the guy, the other soldier. No, he, he cast a spell. Five. Okay. Uh, one's dead, one's entangled, and is casting wow. spells. And then the three remaining. Uh, well, two of them rolled a two, so uh, that's 12 EAC. Yeah. Not going to do it. Uh, and the last one uh, is a 26 EAC. Yeah, that one would do it. Okay. Uh, 10 points of fire damage. As you are now in like a triangle of just gunfire. And they're not worrying about like hitting each other. They are literally just firing at you from three angles. Uh, it is during your turn. Um, I'm going to pick up my gun and I'm going to try to cap the guy that uh, that cast that spell on me. 
Uh, is Astrid doing anything, by the way? Um, Astrid is fighting some of the crowd. Okay. So she, she's not in this combat, but she is making it significantly easier by others not joining. Perfect. Yeah, I just want to... So upset right now, Dade. 13. EAC. Uh, no, not enough. Cool. As you pick up the gun and uh, manage to get away, you, you take a shot off at the uh, entangled mm. person. But Cody is, is also right in front, so you're you're trying not to hit him, uh, and, and you miss. Dane, thank you for making my failures sound good. I really appreciate it, and I need um, that right now. And yes, you see um, another group begin charging up the stairs, and Astrid intercepts them and is just kind of like kicking them back down and and hitting them with the baton. It is Cody's turn. You can make another will save. <laughs> All right. Is there like a time limit on this? There is. Okay, great. Oh, fucking shit. That's a seven. Uh, no, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, wait, what? <laughs> huh? Uh, okay. It's your turn, Merrick. How far away are these three people from me? Uh, they are all five feet away from you. I'm going to blow up. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to catch a friend in this, right? I've moved myself away. Yeah, no, you're good. Yeah, they all need reflex saves. Okay. Um, so you'll get everyone but the entangled one. That's fine. So one of them got a net 20. Okay, he'll pass. One of them got a dirty 20. Mm-hmm. And the other one got a 13. Okay, one fails, two pass. Those who pass both take 17. And the guy who fails takes 34. If that's the math on that, yeah. Damn. As Merrick, just like in this, once again, this focus, hyper-focused rage. Like, I feel like he's at his roots of his training with like his mother, where it's like channel that anger, channel the energy of the sun fight, fight, fight. He's just back in that mode as he just like quickly lets off his supernova that engulfs everybody around him. Uh, okay, yeah. It, it, the steps are now scarred with a black ash as you unleash your supernova and um, you suddenly hear a, once again, a familiar thunder of pause as the door slams open and Patience comes barreling out alongside Mikhail Malibu and they survey the situation and Mikhail yells at Thimble and he's like, uh, darling, you might want to get out of there. And she scurries over to uh, the the doors and patience runs out into the crowd and begins trying to subdue some of the the frantic ones or protect the like regular civilians. It is their turn. So. Once again, they're going to three attacks on Merrick. Bring it. Oh, so close. Um, So the lowest was a 21 EAC. Yeah, they all hit. Okay. Kill me, Dane. Do it. Uh, 13 (laughs) points of damage for the first one. 10 points for the second. And another 10 points for the second. Or the third. How you feeling, buddy? I'm in my health. And the one who's entangled once again speaks. And Duran, you can hear them as if they are right beside you. And they say, everything is lost. It is only a matter of time. And you have to give me a will save, please. Hmm. Oh, there it is. We're coming back. We're coming back, boys. I got a 19. Once again, you feel like something is about to take purchase in your mind, and you are able to shake free from it. But the echoes of obedience continue to rattle around and for your next round you'll have a minus one ac attack roll and skill checks cool 
so I'm both shaken and... Oh, no, I, I lost the shaking condition yeah. from the last... Okay, all right, we're good, we're good. So it is your turn. Uh, I gotta. I have to take out the spellcaster, but before I do, uh, Merrick, how hurt are you? Um, I'm in my health, but only by a little bit. I trust that you would let me know if you need heals. Uh, yeah, Merrick right now is just so enraged and focused on this combat, I don't think he would even vocalize how hurt he is if he Trick. had a chance. Trick attack, spellcaster. Oh, baby, there it is. There's Misty Mountain, you're coming back. Uh, give me a second, I have to actually do math in my head. 38. Yeah. Stealth. Stealth? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I, like, weave in and out towards them, maybe using some of the crowd as, like, purchase to hide behind as I take my shot. <laughs> Remember, he's flat-footed for this attack before I tell you this number. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Nine. No. Cool. The one who's flat-footed and entangled? Yeah. Um. You... Oh yeah, no, still not enough. That's a that's <laughs> yeah. a minus four, but uh-huh. no, still, Man, still yeah. not enough. I'm having a really bad time with these dice today. Hey, I've been held in place this whole time, so tell me about it. <laughs> I'm doing so much murder. <laughs> During the the echoes of of the obedience and the, the the voices are beginning to become unbearable, and it makes it hard for you to focus. Uh, Cody, it's your turn. Am I still held? You are still held. Fucking wonderful. Uh, <laughs> how's a fourteen looking? It's not, not gonna do it, but you can feel you can feel yourself breaking free from it, and you know this is the last round. Cool. It is Merrick's turn. I'm gonna move up to the guy I know I hurt the most with the fire. Yep. And I'm just once again in this like blind martial mode that he's in right now. It's just gonna roll an attack. Another natural twenty. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. I'm coming for all your character stay, and I'm over your bullshit. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Uh, 40... How do you kill him? Once again, this guy, like, I, 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 I want to amplify how, like, I think this is the most efficient you guys have ever seen Merrick move. Like, everything is going back to, like, the basics for him. So it's just, like, a quick slice. He sees, sees the burn marks, knows where he's most vulnerable, takes the quick step in, takes a quick shot, knows it's going to land, and it's, even before this guy's body like hits the ground, he's turned and focused on the next target. It is their turn. The one who's entangled speaks in your head, Merrick, and you hear them say, You hold on to things that should not be. Your time will come, as will it come for all. Give me a will save, please. Come on, baby, it's rock and roll. Oh, that's going to be a 14. You feel your body seize, and you can no longer move. Oh, no. (laughs) How bad is this? It's just whole person again. Yeah, I know it's so bad. Dern, it's your turn. Oh, cool. All right. Is it the same person casting this each time? Yes. Okay. I'm I'm working on it. I'm really trying. You've seen, you saw the guards do do this as well. Okay, so it's not just... It's just he happens to be entangled, so he's doing something. Correct. I'm going to attack one of the ones that's, like, threatening Merrick. Yeah, okay. So there's there's two civilians up on the, the, like, platform with you, and then the restrained guy on the stair steps. Are they all threatening Merrick, though? Uh, no, just the two up on the platform with you. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to take out one of, the, one of the ones that's threatening Merrick, because he is not in a good spot. Uh, with my stealth, that is a 24. Uh, not enough. Why do I play? (laughs) (laughs) 
Why do I do this? Talk about rat penises. I know. I know. I'm not even naked. I haven't gotten naked this entire time. I haven't got to move this whole time. All right. I'm going to just try to hit. I'm swapping out my dice. 15 versus EAC. Um, Who are you attacking? One of the ones on Merrick, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's enough. Oh, my God. Fuck. Fuck. Thank you. Thank you. Not great. Not great. Six points of damage. Fire. Cody, you feel your muscles relax and stop seizing, and you are now back into uh, control. Uh, Well, I'm right in front of the entangled guy, so two attacks. Uh, That's going to be an 18. Uh, KAC, yep. And that's going to be a 24. Yep, both of those hit. Uh, 16 damage and 19 damage. So okay. 35 total. Yep. And they are unbalanced. Yeah, you uh, you see them now staggering and reeling a little bit from the just absolute beating you give them with the boom knuckle. Yeah, I just like snap out of it and I'm I've been like in this torture situation where I'm frozen watching my friends get hurt and I just fucking rage. OK, um, it is it is Merrick's turn. You can give me a will save, please. Merrick's going to focus on his rage, his mixed, his like hatred for Azen. He's just trying to break this with sheer willpower. Yeah, he only rolls a ten, so I'm still, I'm still stuck here. Still stuck, fuming. Uh, okay, it is their turn. Um, how long does the, the entanglement turn like last four rounds? Right. Yeah. Okay, so then they are free. Um, they are going to take a guarded step away from you, Cody, and uh, take a couple shots at Durin. Um, and this time they they are going to take two. Um, so that's a twenty one and a thirteen. Uh, thirteen doesn't do it, but the twenty one does. Uh, that is twelve points of fire damage. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, during it is your turn. All right, trying to visualize where everyone is right now. There's two on Merrick still, right? Yes. Yeah, two on Merrick, and then one in front of. Have Cody. they have they attacked Merrick? Merrick while he's helpless. Uh, oh, I, I guess I only did the one the one thing. So yes, there's uh, two more attacks coming your way. Oh, I am so sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> Both of those are going to miss. Okay. I, I need to get them off Merrick. I need to. Um, Cody seems to be. He's going to be okay. He's moving around. So another stealth. Let's get this trick attack off. One of them has to go off. One of them has to. 25 stealth. I'm sorry, Duran. Damn it, Dade. It's not enough. All right, I'm just going to shoot the same one. I'm shooting the fucking same one. Fuck it. 15? Yep. Six points of damage. Uh, Cody, it's your turn. Can Sonic things deal non-lethal? Uh, or... I think so. I assume okay, so. Yeah, that's what I thought, because I'm pretty sure we established it before. Uh, either way, I'm going to move five feet and hit this person as hard as I can, but non-lethally, because I just still want to knock them out instead of killing them. Okay. <laughs> that's a 30. To hit, yes. Yeah, it's minimum damage, 14. Uh, yeah, you clock them really hard. And once again, you start seeing that that silver liquid drop out of their nose and it lands onto their arm and begins burning a hole in their arm and they seem unfazed. Um, Merrick, it is your turn. Please give me a will save. Let's go. Here we go. 18? It's not enough. All right, fair enough. You felt very, very close. I'm rage, just staring at these guys with daggers in my eyes. Uh, and they are, the two are going to, on the platform, are going to take shots at you, Merrick. 
So it's a 25 and a 17 EAC. 17's not going to do a 25 well. Okay, so that is minimum damage. That's eight points of damage. That's minimum? Fuck. Uh, and then the last one is uh, the person's going to take a five or a guarded step diagonally away from you to free up a line of sight on Durin, Cody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're going to take a shot at them. That's a 15 EAC. No, we're good. We're good, baby. Okay, the shot goes wide as as Cody keeps the pressure on them. Uh, mm-hmm. Darren, it's your turn. I'm so tired of just doing the same thing over and over again. What are my options? What else do we have here? What can I use? Perception check, Dave. Okay, twenty one. I mean, there's there's not. It's like there's a crowd that's freaking the hell out. Uh, Patient is doing his best to like pin some of the crazy ones down while. Mm-hmm giving uh, space for the other people to go. Uh, Thimble is still recording from a crack in the door that Mikhail Malibu is hiding behind. Cool. Uh, the podium is still there. Astrid is on the steps of the stairs, making sure none of the crowd gets up to you. It's like she's running back and forth, uh, intercepting them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. some of the, the other guards are all like doing their best to like, they're very hesitant about opening fire into a crowd because they don't know who's who's like under control or not. So they're doing their best to just get people away from the chaos. Okay, okay. Merrick, can you move yet or no? Not yet. All right. The only thing I can think of, the only thing I can think to do is to get heat off of Merrick. Okay. So I hate to keep doing the same thing over and over again, but the one thing I think I can do is to, my trick attack against the ones who are threatening Merrick. Okay. Yeah, sure. My stealth. I got a uh, a thirty three. Yes. Okay. Maybe the one that I well, I got to. I guess it's the one I already hit. Uh, uh, there's no reason to change that. They are flat footed for this seventeen versus EAC. Yes. Holy fuck! Oh, oh my god! Their stat. Uh, fortitude save. Fortitude save. Okay. That's uh, a nat twenty. Oh, fuck you. Okay. Cool. Hey, you burned a nat twenty, <laughs> so he doesn't crit me. <laughs> this is good. I roll minimum damage on my weapon, so that's five points of fire damage. Okay. And time for my uh, my trick attack damage. Twelve points. So seventeen total. Yes. Okay. Uh, that guy is looking not great. Okay. Okay. Finally getting some purchase. Finally calming down. Yeah. Now that you see. Uh, thimble behind the door yeah. and in a much yeah. safer position. You're able to, your breathing is regulating. You've you've done fights with Cody and Merrick so much that now it's starting to feel normal. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Cody, it's your turn. Uh, five foot, and I'm going to try to knock this person out with another non-lethal. Okay. Uh, that is a 23 to hit. Yes. That's going to be 17 points of damage. How do you finish them? I just like as they turn and like aim towards Merrick, I just fucking big cross across the chin right in the knockout button and just like crank their chin around. Uh, Yeah, they hit the ground, hit their head on the side of the stairs and kind of roll down and you hear and see steam rising out from their nose. Can I do a life sciences check to see if there's anything I can do to help them not die from this silver liquid. Yes. Like whether it would be simple as like turning them upside down so it drains out or, or anything. I don't know. <sighs> it's a that one. Uh, nope. There's absolutely nothing you can do. I say there's there's no point trying to save them. The silver liquid, they're all they're already dead. Not our best fight. 
No. Am I free? Give me a will save. Oh, the guy's knocked out. Oh, I guess. Is that concentration? Let me see. Well, it feels like concentration to me. Wouldn't that mean every time I hit them? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I will say since the, the person who cast the spell on you is dead, the, the, the whole person breaks. Uh, I've been held for three turns. Dane, I need two reflex checks, please. Uh, okay. Oh, you're still deadly when you're like held like that? That's awesome. Just need time, baby. One's a 23, the other one's a 13. 23 passes, 13 doesn't. The one that uh, fails takes 30, and the one that passes takes 15, as Merrick erupts one more time as, time as soon as his body comes back into The one control. that Durant has been firing on uh, just gets obliterated, just oh, gets finally. pushed into ash. Um, and the other one said, you said 30? Yeah. Okay. And then Merrick is going to move up right into them. So they have to step back away to shoot at him. They take a shit ton of damage. Uh, and they also do not look well. There's only one left and they are going to... You said you took a step forward, right? Yeah, I'm right I'm right up to them. So I'll have to move away. Uh, yes, they, they do that and continue to open fire on you. That is a natural 20. Do it. Kill me. So 22 points of fire damage. I'm not, I'm not down yet. Close. Uh, I'll help you out on my go. They kneel down as you sort of like take these big hits and look at you in the eye and say, clinging to life is pointless. It is only a matter of time before it is gone from everyone. Dern, it's your turn. I'm going to pop off a channel. What do I add to the 3d8s? Do I add anything to that one? Nothing. Nothing? Okay. It is 17 HP around, boys. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I should be able to survive a hit. All right. Cody, it's your turn. There's only one left standing on the stairs fighting Merrick. Or sorry, standing on the platform. Yeah, I'm going to move in. Can I get behind them? Yep, I'll say that's an easy task. Although they're not uh, they're not flanking. They took a step back. Oh, okay, that doesn't matter. I'm just going to run up and try to... I'll try to knock them out again. I don't know. I Cody can't commit to killing them. Uh, it's a 27. Yes. And that's going to be 17 points of damage. How do you finish them? Uh, just an uppercut. Just like I like slide in so quickly because I can move really fast. And just like this big uppercut, like just when they're not expecting it and knock them out. And once again, they, they get a little air off the hit from the boom knuckle and they hit the ground. And uh, again, you see and hear that sizzle of the, the silver liquid killing them. And any anything anyone else can do? For these guys before they die. Say a prayer. American uh, Duran, you can roll life sciences if you have it or want to. I don't want to. I have it. Um, that's just an 11 for Merrick. Uh, it doesn't seem like there's anything you can do. Thanks for trying. Are you okay? We need to get out of here now. Is there is the microphone, like the podium, is there anyone near it or obstructing it? Nope. Merrick runs up to the microphone. Okay. Um, I will give you a, a, a situation, uh, like a sit rep. The, the crowd is mostly dispersed. The guards are reluctantly firing on those who don't follow commands. They don't seem very happy with it. Like they're like, please, please stop. Drop your weapon, please. And then the second they raise it, they, you know, they, they return fire. Most of the, there's only, you only see a few innocent bodies in the crowd, maybe like one or two. Uh, everyone else seems to have gotten to safety. Uh, Astrid is at the foot of the stairs, panting with a fair number of uh, of these people at her feet. And uh, she looks up at you and, uh, you know, exhausted. What do you say? I, uh, Merrick yells as, an, as loud as he can. I won't do it now because there are people in my building sleeping. But uh, it is very loud. 
And he sort of goes, Azen, this is not over. This will never be over. I will keep hunting you. I will find you. I will end this. You may have brought me into this as a goddamn accident, but I will be the one to finish it when your body is on the ground and all this silver liquid has been shot into the sun. And as that echoes out into the plaza, carnage and chaos has subsided. Astrid walks up to you and she says, I think we need to figure out who's behind this and... I have an idea where to start. 